wonderful so here we are with another podcast episode of becoming cosmic for you i'm really excited today because we get to speak to davidson and uh, davidson let us know who you are and, and what you do where you come from uh yes uh, so i live in new jersey um i'm a, a life coach i recently have left corporate to start my own business so i've been in like te- technology sales i worked at linkedin udemy fortune magazine like a bunch of uh, big companies and um, yeah, I would say uh, my my secret sauce is um, I help a lot of like humble high achievers who are, are struggling with imposter syndrome as mm-hmm. as someone who struggled with a lot of that myself growing up um, without a father and, and and not having a lot of like mentors. I, I when I got into LinkedIn, which is my dream company, I realized like, oh, making more money actually doesn't actually make you that much happier and, um, you know, have supported a lot of. Uh, like nonprofits and a lot of done a lot of community efforts and realized that um, for me, at least the way to happiness is just like serving your community is just being with people. So there's a little bit of like mindfulness and those types of um, elements combined with um, just like traveling and just um, doing things that, that bring me joy, which is usually around like a lot of adventure exploration, trying new things and um, just being able to like be with people. I love that. Yeah, being present in service is everything right now. And I feel like we're starting to really crumble down the old paradigms around money. I think uh, people are literally realizing that more doesn't always mean more happiness. And I love that you you shared that point with us as well. So um, you have a, you have a really big vision for your life. I remember reading your um your bio and I was like, yay, great. That's good. So tell us more about that. Uh, Davidson. Yeah, yeah. I recently came up with the 100 million lives movement, and just being able to like impact the 100 million lives, right? It's it's like aspirational, so it's like somewhat inspirational, but it's like um, just like every little little interaction, right? Whether it's just a smile with someone like a stranger across the street. Lately, I've been doing these random stranger interviews where I just go up to random people. And just like ask them questions about their lives. And that's been really nice, like meeting people from all over the world. Luckily, you know, in New York City, we have so much diversity and so many visitors from everywhere. So it's interesting how every day I meet someone new from a different country. I'm like, oh, like, what is that like? And just sharing that with with the world has been uh, certainly a, a treat. It's been a lot of fun. Mm, I love that. Sharing, sharing and getting to know people on a personal level as well, I think, is everything. I think the online space sometimes takes away that personal aspect of getting to know people and uh, getting to know the real person as well. You know, I find that people show up differently in different masks, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it's their personal life or their business life. But actually, your business is just an extension of you, right? It's just Mm -hmm. who you are and that's how Mm -hmm. it should be with, with full integrity. So how have you found the shift? May I ask my team, want to know, how have you found the shift going from corporate to working by yourself how has that worked for you mm. um well yeah I, I think in some ways it's never like by ourselves right because there's always people and like even disinteraction right so I'm never truly like by myself right but I see what you're saying right it's different between having like a set structure or corporate where um I would go in and it's like a prescribed like you know but I felt like a cog in the wheel sometimes where it's like all right Davidson I hired you to sell LinkedIn learning like your job is to get this product to as many people as possible, right? That's solely what you're you're hired to do versus 
um, right now it's like I get to choose what I do every day, which is, which, you know, some of it sounds nice in theory where it's like, oh, I, okay, what, like the world is your oyster and which is, which is great. I do believe that, but sometimes a paradox of choice can be quite paralyzing where it's like, okay, well today, like, do I do work on self-care and like, do I go to the chiropractor? Do I go to, you know, do some CrossFit or, or, you know, so I don't know. I, I think sometimes having too much choice, it can be overwhelming because every day like some days I'm like oh like today I just want to talk to as many strangers as possible and like that's like what I want to do and then I'm always questioning like oh should I be doing that like is there like a right way here so I don't know if they answered your question but it, it's like ups and downs like some days I'm like this is amazing like I spoke to like 150 strangers today and then some days I'm like was I supposed to be speaking to 150 strangers like I don't know I guess that's just kind of what happened <laughs> That's kind of what happens when you're an entrepreneur, where some days you're just like questioning, like, am I doing the right thing? And then some days you're like, this is amazing. Like, I love this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's the thing, though, isn't it? You know, you, you do get a lot of choice, but essentially you, you do, you get guided where your heart takes you, mm. you know. And so we really got to get used to silencing our mind that um, mm. gives us those doubts because we're doing something mm. a little different and a little bit aligned I think it takes a little mm. bit of time to my team is saying like release those shackles of the corporate world around what you should and shouldn't be doing because really your business is what based on what feels good to you right and that's all it is mm. if it feels good mm. then yes you should be doing it why not do more of it right and it feels icky either you've got that fear mm. coming up in your mind telling you no you shouldn't be doing this David said you should be doing this instead mm. but we, we just tell our minds to sit down and, and be quiet for a bit right <laughs> yeah I love that it's it's true I love what you said about feel good right because in corporate I mean it, it's it's interesting right because even in corporate like some of it felt good right like when I worked at LinkedIn like I got to help build schools in Africa I got to like go to high schools and middle schools and teach them about networking and you know how to build your professional brand like like some aspects of it was good right but when it was just like smile and dial and just like, you know, I was measured on how much deals I closed. So it's like my my worth to society or at that time when I was younger, it was like, hey, only if you are the top dog, like you're worthy of like us acknowledging you in front of the 18,000 employees. So it was very much like we were rewarded for being really good salespeople. But all the other work I did around diversity, inclusion and other stuff that I was actually more passionate about like wasn't rewarded it actually was frowned upon because they're like hey Davidson like we get that you like to be this like good person and like you know you're like trying to save the world and all that but like at the end of the day like we hired you to make us a lot of money so let's you know let's be honest here like you know so focus on that you know and it was interesting how um yeah and then but at least I learned that right at least I realized like oh okay corporations care about like shareholders they care about raising the stock value like that's that's literally you know so it, it was an interesting experience, but I don't regret it at all. Mm. And now you have something to compare it to as well. I mean, I was in corporate uh, before I do what I do now in, in tax, you know, so I was working with some massive investment banks and, and all kinds of like really high corporate stuff. But I think you it's always beautiful when you've been in corporate because then when you do step into this new world where you can get to choose through your heart what you want to be led to, you have this polarity, right? That, yeah, the figures are important because it um, shows you the level of success you've achieved in a way. It's something to measure events. Mm -hmm. But what's more important to you is that it feels nice and you're rewarded 
through through your heart and you know that energy in the universe will always get rewarded with more it just will and uh, you know these corporates will will eventually pick up on this eventually i think when suddenly they start stalling in this new world that we're creating we're creating this world on the frequency of unconditional love and eventually they may catch up or they may not but you know what it doesn't matter because we are creating this world based on what we feel like right not on on figures and numbers yeah i love what you said i, I do think the good organizations do have a sense of that i would say but then it feels like once it gets too big then um yeah like i would say that as individuals it seems like everyone and has good intentions right like if you go to most people like they're not like oh i'm actively trying to like be a bad person i don't think anyone's ever trying to be bad but i think i do think at least in america like we are very capitalist right so it does feel like hey like you know at the end of the day like profits come first and sometimes it is at the expense of humanity sometimes it feels like right with a lot of the layoffs and just um, how we do things but, but I also get it as well right now now being a business owner I'm like okay well revenue does matter right I can be the best human being in the world but if if I don't have a strong business model or if I don't have good systems and processes to help me pay my mortgage then like you know it doesn't matter how many schools I'm building right if I can't you know so I, I get both sides now whereas before I was more on the optimism side where I was like oh look, we need to, we should all be good people. I, I see I see the value in both, right? It can't be one, it has to be both. Yeah, there's always a balance of, of anything. That's how the universe works, right? This polarity and this equilibrium mm. of giving and taking. Um and so like within your mission, I know you said a hundred million people, what what does that look like um on the day to day? Like how are you looking? Is that through your coaching or or how are you looking to help those people yeah. yeah that's a good question uh, it's gonna be a mixture of online courses um you know the social media is a big part of it right as i would say have a because i worked at linkedin i, I had that experience and training to kind of understand like the algorithms and kind of how to figure out how to like um market to the masses um and some of it's literally just interactions right like going up to to people um but i would say you know a combination of like podcasts courses because i because in my corporate career i've sold mostly like online courses for these huge massive platforms so they that taught me how to reach um to the to the millions so so that that's a big part of the the strategy i guess you would say um and and you know a lot of it's just like as you know when you serve your clients they ultimately impact a lot of people as well right so some of it is is just through um you know the the teachings of, of the courses but some of it is just through serving um people in my community and they're serving people in their community as well mm, yeah that ripple effect is really quite a beautiful thing because you can never really measure the true extent of your impact because you know you, you don't really know who's impacted who and then who's impacted mm. who i think like you know, if you set out a goal to impact 100 million people, you'll probably end up impacting a whole lot more than that because you're going to have so many tears uh, through that uh, process that people are going to get more wisdom through the other people that you're working with. So it's such a beautiful goal. And, um, yeah, I can't, see, well, can't wait to see what you create here. So with so much heart, my team is saying, which will be beautiful to 
to mix what you've got, which is the education, the heart aligned approach, and um, you know, really wanting to make a difference as well, which is beautiful. I love that. Well, okay. Where yeah, can people kind of like stalk you and find out more about what you do if they want to? I love using that word stalk. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, I, I love how you were able to frame that usually stock I feel like is not a framed in a a positive context so I love that that was like something new I just got from that um <laughs> everything can be framed in a in a positive context right if if uh we, if we see the you know the beauty and everything um honestly I'm everywhere so if you just google my name um, I'm, I'm across all the different platforms like TikTok Instagram LinkedIn Facebook YouTube um yeah apple podcasts spotify so whatever your weapon of choice is <laughs> <laughs> find you anywhere cool and what kind of messages would you i know we spoke a little bit about imposter syndrome yeah my team want me to circle mm. back around to that because i think mm. imposter syndrome doesn't just affect the people that aren't successful i think imposter yeah. syndrome affects like everyone you know everyone has fears and doubts and and mm. things monkey mind matters my team is saying that come up whatever yeah. level of success you are at so maybe talk us mm. through like maybe a little bit about your journey how you kind of brought yourself through that and maybe some symptoms mm. of how you because people might not know what imposter syndrome mm. is right I think it's labels yeah. and people will be like no I don't feel like an imposter but really when you mm. get down to it there's a lot to it right with imposter syndrome that's a great question um Another way of see, um, communicating it could be just like self-doubt or self-criticism. And to your point, actually, that I think the most successful people are the ones that have the most imposter syndrome in a way, right? Because they always say it's lonely at the top, right? Um, I, I Like being, like coming from humble beginnings, like, you know, I grew up with not a lot of money. Like my, my parents were refugees from the Vietnam War. So when they moved to the United States, like we lived off of government assistance. So you know, like when I got free lunch and reduced lunch, I just grew feel, feeling out of place. Luckily, um, my parents were able to move to an area where everywhere else around was like pretty wealthy other than our like our low income apartments. So growing up, I was surrounded by a lot more wealth. And I just felt like always out of place because as an Asian American in, a, in, in, um, you know, in America, right, it's, sometimes you feel like caught in between two different lives where like it's the traditional like Vietnamese values where it's like all about more collectivism and more community and you have to serve your parents you have to listen there's like different hierarchies like your parents are smarter than you they they know what you know so I was caught between that and obviously like I've never been to Asia right so on the outside I I, I look Asian but I'm very American like I've never been to Asia like I don't really you know and um, Vietnamese, we're also not as common, at least where I live, there's just not as many of us. So, you know, even at a company like LinkedIn, where there's uh, 11,000 employees when I work there, I think there's probably like only like 15 Vietnamese people. So like percentage wise, I, I do feel, long story short, I always felt out of place, like in a lot of different um, areas. Mm -hmm. And um, I realized that you know, as I like moved up the corporate ladder and I started making a lot more money and, you know, buying like a brand new house and all this stuff, I always felt like, huh, like I should be happier, but there's still an element of me that's like beating myself up, like hence the imposter syndrome. But then after doing a lot of uh, healing work, right, um, you know, probably reading 
close to a thousand books, listening to podcasts every second I, I get and, you know, creating my YouTube channel, which has grown up to close to 700,000 people, right? I realized like, oh, like I thought I would like fit in because I'm like on paper, like it looks great. But I realized that, oh, maybe I'm not the only one struggling with like being really re our own worst critic. And as I started like coaching my clients, like I coached 150 people around getting their next job. And similar to me, like I thought like helping them land that like $40,000 raise or $50,000 like promotion would make them happier. But they would call me six months later after afterwards and they'd be like, hey, I still feel like something is missing, you know? So, so that's why I decided to to start my own business because I was, I noticed there was like the golden handcuffs where I was getting like all this ridiculous amount of money was make, it was like, you know, I was helping so many people through the helping orphans in Vietnam and stuff. But I realized that, wait, maybe it's not about like, you know, so, so I created this like 52 week transform transformative program that's designed to help to get someone to like really start to love themselves and it's not through the external validation, which I think that's what every other coaching program does. It's like, hey, I'm going to help you make $30,000 more, you know, which quite honestly, which is what I was doing for the last eight years. But then I started this recently because I realized that, oh, OK, like there's definitely something beyond like just making more money or like publishing your next book or whatever, because every time I publish like my next book or my next podcast episode, I was like, oh, even though the guests are more prominent. Like I'm getting more views. Like I still feel like something is missing. So long story short, that's why I created this whole program. But um, it took a while for me to like realize that. I love that. And and how important it was for you to experience it yourself. Yeah, that's what my team was saying. Oftentimes, we mm -hmm. have to take ourselves on this journey in order to de determine what it is we don't want rather than what we do. Mm -hmm. And often that takes yeah. a little longer, right? And I think people get stuck in that. I don't want this. I don't want this in keep themselves in that pattern so I love how mm. you moved through that and saw what really matters so my team want me to just ask like this um kind of void that people are really struggling mm. with that's what it feels like right well what what do you think that is or do you put your finger I, on what it is I think I think we all there's three moments in our lives that have created and then we overcompensate so I call it like the winning formula so like in my particular case, and most of my clients, I think, because we attract similar types of people as us, our folks, for me, it was, you know, failing out of uh, school, like almost like in every stage of school, like I almost failed out. So I'm attracting a lot of people that are like seeking like, oh, I need to overcompensate, but maybe I'll read as more books than everyone so I could be smart. And then the second part is uh, I attract a lot of people that come from like broken families. So a lot of people that were adopted for whatever reason will come to me. And we'll have like figure out like their identity. So even though, you know, they're Korean, they were born Korean, but they were adopted by like Amer white Amer Anglo-Saxon parents, like they're trying to figure out like, hey, like what is my identity? Mm -hmm. So that's um, so that was like a, another common thing that I'm, that I'm noticed. But we all have some version of this, right? I'm just sharing specifics so people could see what I'm talking about. And then the third moment is usually something traumatic that has happened. Um, whether they were abused or bullied, right? In my case, I was bullied because I'm I'm a, I'm a short dude. I'm a small dude, right? I'm not like your typical manly guy that's like, you know, trying to like bench press and trying to hit, you know, try, but I had, I overcompensated by being like, oh, let me do these crazy 15 hour ultra races, right? Because that shows that I'm like, I'm a man, you know? So 
I, um, that's, that's what I realized. So long story short, everyone has something they're overcompensating for. And it's usually something that they did not receive growing up, whether it's like wealth, um, for, you know, a lot of people that were in my shoes or grew up with not a lot of money. So we feel like we have to overcompensate by like, oh, let me be successful so I can like take care of my family, buy my mom a house, which is like very much the immigrant mentality. Um, and, uh, I learned that the, the hard way. Cause I realized that, oh, Am I like, why am I like working 80 hours a week just to like prove to everyone else? And then I realized, oh, actually, it's actually more about what I love and like self-care and loving myself as is and not because of the accomplishments and not because of all the books, not because of all this quote unquote like external success. Mm, I love that. And so important, right? I always say like you have to become your own biggest cheerleader and not get that validation from anything external to you because when you start slipping into that validation from people from money from success from things you can buy that's like a, a never-ending cycle right you can never have enough nice comments about who you are and what you do you can never have mm. enough money to fulfill that void so I love how you've mm. gone on this beautiful journey to really try all the things that you thought would help that and now you've come full back circle to say you know what let's do this and, and I always think that a lot of super successful people like wear money and success as a mask because mm. no one ever criticizes someone if they're super successful they just assume that they're really fucking happy and they've got everything because they're really fucking rich but actually it's probably the opposite way around right they're chasing mm. that that money and success because they're trying to fill that void so it's really interesting how that you're pivoting to do that and I really love that yeah I, I like what you said I I do think because I am surrounded by like I had um drinks with my mentor the other day and he's very successful on the outside like he's in real estate you know has huge mansions and he bought his mom a house and like I'm not saying any of that is bad right like it's beautiful to be able to like you know your mom came here and she sacrificed a lot and you know as a refugee like growing up with a, not a lot of money and the government would take all the money right when they were trying to escape vietnam but you know like i do see sometimes that like people are on this hamster wheel on this hamster wheel and it's like sometimes i just want to say like hey like i i love you like it's fine like you know it's not i don't love you because you always buy us dinner and you know you always treat us out like it's like a you know i love you just because of like who you are right and it but it's hard to say that sometimes because some of so a lot of men around have this like masculine energy where it's like well i have like what would i if i got laid off like my life would be over like how would my you know my my wife think of me or my kids you know and um but i also get it too right like as someone my dad went through depression and when he left one day without saying a word like that really deeply impacted me. Right. But I also, now that I'm older, I'm like, Oh, he's a human. That's humanity. Like people go through ups and downs. Like, and when I was a 13 year old boy, like I probably was very judgmental. I was probably like, man, this guy needs to get a job. Like he hasn't worked in like a year, you know, like what's up with that, you know? So I also see that, you know, as a, as a son at that age, I also saw, okay, like I was judging him for not being able to provide for the family, you know? Yeah. That's such a beautiful point. Like they say, if you've never walked walked in my shoes, then you can't judge me. And and mm. we are at the moment evolving into such expansive beings, and the energy coming through the collective now is incredible. But we have to appreciate our humanness and our faults. 
And we have to look at each other and just accept each other for where we're at in our journey without the mask of uh, success, without the wealth. And like you say, just meet heart to heart and just see each other as actual humans because we are humanity, right? That's how we will evolve. And I think yeah. people miss that point. I think especially in the on online world, because I hmm. think you get a lot of selfies and, and image things and, and you know, you're like, oh, See, I, I'm an energy worker, so I can tell exactly by looking at someone whether they're happy, they've got the energy in it, and I could just oh. tell that most of what I see online is complete bullshit, if I'm completely honest. Yeah. <laughs> Which is yeah. also a, a bit of a curse and a blessing at the same time, you know, because I don't always want to know that someone's depressed or anxious or whatever. Mm. So, um, but yeah, I think what you're doing is really beautiful. You're you're, you're sending out this beautiful message that it's it's absolutely okay to have these faults and these doubts and, and mm -hmm. let me show you why all of the things that I thought would fulfill me didn't fulfill me you're, you're leading with actual example uh, and with integrity and that's what the world needs right now well thank you yeah I, I do think as a as a man like in our society at least in the u.s right I, i've only i lived in the u.s most of my life or i've only visited certain countries but i, I could see that there there's um in some ways like i, I do think it's diff more difficult for men in in the sense that there's expectations of like you have to be successful like you have to provide for the family i think things are like starting to shift like i think the collective like you said people are being open to like different ways of being but I, I do think there's still a need for men to like just be real and vulnerable and like it's okay to cry in front of your family, right? It doesn't show weakness, actually shows that you're human, right? But just being able to have create a space where men can be able to communicate their 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 fears, their doubts, and like I think that's healthy. So that's one of the reasons why I am creating this because I, I I didn't see a lot of examples of men actually being able to communicate how they actually feel versus like you said the the online persona or like the polished like I have my shit together like persona which is like ultimately so fake right because we we all have struggles and so on social media if you're only showing like this oh only my words or only like this is me on va my vacations but you're not really showing like hey guys like I've really had like a tough day like I'm just letting you know like you know like, I think that's so much more real, so much more authentic. Mm, yeah, I do. And uh, I think people, like, you are more relatable than all the bro marketing we see online. I, I tend to steer away from that stuff. It kind of makes me feel a bit sick, if I'm honest, because mm. it's not authentic at all. So I love what you're doing. It's so, um, it's almost like you feel, it feels like you're actually combining the beautiful energy of divine masculine and divine feminine together. Mm. and actually bringing forth mm. this amazing energy that it's okay to have both because in, mm. in in truth that's what we're doing right as humans we need to have both this divine masculine divine energy in our bodies to actually navigate through this beautiful timeline that we're in i mean we we change mm. it so much it's it's crazy right but i love the work that you're doing so that's beautiful so um, people can stalk you anywhere, you said, right? You're on everything. He's everywhere, guys. You can find him. <laughs> Tell us a little bit more about your coaching program before we go, Davidson. What, what, that, what does yeah. that like to work with you? Well, it, it's funny because, like, sometimes 
the you know the universe works in mysterious ways like i think people come to me when they're thinking about doing a career change so all of my referrals all come from oh i want to get into like google i want to get into amazon linkedin more of like the traditional like like you said uh i you i guess you can call it like the masculine energy stuff so people are like oh i want to start my own podcast like you too i want to start my own youtube channel like tell me how you did it you know and that's what everyone refers me to but then once we work together it's it's more on um like figuring out well what do you actually care about like what do you you know so it's like realigning their values usually which yeah. you know sometimes takes time right depending on how out of alignment they are or, or how early in the process they are in terms of figuring out what they want next but it's it's long story short it's it's a program that's designed um like very holistic that's like not only about the the mental like the spiritual and the physical but it's it's like the holistic being but it focuses a lot on like what are um what are people's like core values and what what are we actually doing with our time versus like what we want to be doing with our time uh, i love that my team is saying it's all about being more intentional um you know alignment is a really key part of what we do as well like if you're not aligned to it doesn't matter how how many millions you make or how many millions of lives you change you're still going to have that void right mm -hmm. um i see that a lot you know people who create the most amazing transformations yet they feel no energy or empathy or emotion mm -hmm. behind it i'm like i don't know about you do so but i i love the stories like that's the reason why i'm here like i love the transformation stories they just light me up so much yeah the money mm -hmm. helps but I've got two kids and they spend all my money anyway. So, you know, I see very, very little of what we earn. <laughs> mm. They spend it all on sushi and, and girl stuff. <laughs> yeah, they're very adorable. So um, what does the future look like for you, say, in the next six to 12 months? What have you got planned? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, You know, even after this conversation, I feel like I was worried about like, oh, what does that look like? um it's it's like i i I like the youtube stuff like the social media stuff has been fun because it's like a relatively newer skill that i'm I'm trying to learn like oh how can i effectively communicate this in much less words and much less um so that's been interesting to try to quote unquote master or just try to get better at this thing called um social media which mm -hmm. is like you said like an extension of who we are right but it's like how do i discern like oh is this is this my need for external validation versus like no actually I just want to serve as many people as possible mm -hmm. um so that's been a focus and then like you said the uh, the medium I feel like the medium of in person I'm great at but the medium online I'm still trying to figure out because I, I do think online sometimes has this unique ability to just impact a lot more people it's just a bit more scalable so I'm trying to figure out like how can I create a program that is also like to the masses right where like you don't have to be rich to like afford more of like my the value that I can help you with mm -hmm. so that's been interesting trying to figure out like how to do that um but that that's been the main focus for for right now mm. it feels like there's going to be lots of new pieces dropping into you um your awareness within the next six to 12 months which is why I think my team wanted me to ask that question because it feels like you're kind of holding all the pieces lightly and they're all going mm. to start coming together on how you can make everything that you do more you, right? And and that's mm. what we do, don't we? We just take everything that we do and we make it as our own. Um, 
not to be kind of like diluted down by following other people that's that's mm. um so important nowadays just to be your own person right yeah, you summarized the last six months perfectly as I was trying to study these like, oh, this is how Ali Abdal does it. This is how Alex Hamozi does it. But like, to your point, there's such different human beings. Like, I'm definitely not the masculine like Alex Hermosi. But to your point, there's also some elements of me that is very masculine, right? Like, I can't accomplish everything I've accomplished without some sort of like, you know, owning that, like, I think you call it divine masculinity. So, but I also do think I have a uniqueness where I do have more of the empathetic, softer, gentle side where I'm trying to teach people to be more graceful with themselves. So it's an interesting balance, right? Where it's like, um, but it, but it's nice to be like right in between there where it's like, okay, like it, when I get to, I get to create, I get to, um, you know, provide, I get to do this. And then, but I also get to like bring people together and bring men together to, to, um, you know, heal their past and heal their intergenerational trauma stuff. So it's it's been an, an, a fun journey. Yeah, I bet. And I love that. They'll see you as such a beautiful example of actually leading and leaving, uh, living through this experience as well. And I think we see that a lot on our podcast guests at the moment, that the old paradigms around what you should be doing are really crumbling away around wealth, around money, around health. And the people that come in through on this podcast especially are the ones that are actually creating their own modalities so i love how you are just creating as you're as you're living through it yourself and that's that's one of the ways that the new world is going to be created and look no not everyone wants to follow alex kamosi i know it might appear like it out there because he's <laughs> and he's got big muscles but honestly a lot of people get turned off by that kind of stuff right so the message hmm coming through at the moment Davidson just literally for you particularly is you are beautiful and perfect as you are in every which way possible okay and the more that you show up as you are in every which way possible the more people will get to know what your heart is like and mm. it's very expansive okay so always leave with heart as you have been and you will always connect with the the brightest most beautiful people in your world and that's how it works Aww. Thank you so much. That's a beautiful message. Nice. You're welcome. So any other messages that you want to leave our readers and our listeners to before we, we um drop off? Yeah. No pressure here. That looked like yeah. that was a pressure question. It's not at all. <laughs> oh, no, I, I just want to uh, end by just saying, like, just thank you so much. Like, I love the work that you're doing. And, it, and it's a powerful message, right? Because I, I do think spirituality, spirituality is something that's I feel like is sometimes missing from my my everyday life um you know because I don't have it in the traditional sense which which is via religion it feels like with a lot of people right but I do feel spiritually aligned with the people that I meet right like and folks like ourselves that are that's our our mission to to serve the, the universe in in um our ways so this helped me be able to see um that I, I do have spiritual connection to the world, right? It just is different. It's just, I guess, more untraditional in, in that sense. So um, mm -hmm. that was a helpful realization through, through our engagement. Oh, good. Yeah, it's always untraditional. If you follow everybody, then you're just going to be dragged along with them. If you follow your own path, the, the world will open up. And that's where fulfillment really lies, right? Is following your own true divine timeline. Nobody else's. That's where you fill that void and that's where you get the most fulfillment. So I love this. 
So thank you so much, Davidson. I'm sure people are going to be stalking you soon in the most positive, beautiful, heart-aligned way, I should note, right? I'm not saying the intention for anyone to stalk you in a negative <laughs> way, okay? <laughs> and don't say <laughs> if they do. They're saying, my team, caveat, caveat, caveat. Um, <laughs> so um, thank you so much for being here and sharing your heart and your journey with us. So I'm going to just thank our readers and listeners, and then we'll have a chat afterwards if you've got five minutes cool. beautiful thank you davidson so much and uh, we'll share your links and all the relevant bits and bobs and uh, thanking our readers and listeners always for tuning in and listen to these conversations so thank you